From the Garden View Studios in Historic Albany, New York, I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything. And in fact, it has everything from the early 90s on this episode, or perhaps mid-90s, as we explore our early cringy internet interactions and so much more. Your Tishy internet pioneers are here <laughs> to tell you all, all of the terrible and wonderful things we did surfing the net. Joining me on this exploration of technology from the Middle-Aged Momish Studios in Austin, Texas. It's Hillary the Reformed Litterbug Dolly Spice. <laughs> I feel like at the uh, beginning of this, you need to, like, um, the intro should be, like, interrupted and it should be the modem dialing That's exactly because... what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Rory didn't believe me that that's how I connected at 2,800 bots. Oh, yeah. I was, like, super stoked about it. Save it. Save it. Save it. We'll get there. As Hillary... Hillary, the reformed litterbug, Dolly Spice Butler. I just, I, I didn't get all the way to the end there. And you already heard her also joining us for this explanation from the Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan. It's Meredith, the I have a boating license Van Harn. Good evening, Meredith. You're just jealous. <laughs> I just wanted to prove that I listened to the last episode. <laughs> you sure did. We, we, we got a couple of, couple of people missing uh, this week, of course. Anne is still getting the taste of that best soy talate you've ever had out of her mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. I really wanted to go out with it, but I was like, Anne will hate me forever. I can't do it. I can't do it. But I was like hovering over it. And I assume that Christy is still just full from going to the Minnesota State Fair with yeah. Anne. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully so. stories from that Too later much on. deep fried I, butter. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know if there's too much. I actually, I controversial hot take. I don't get the deep fried butter thing, but that's another show. Isn't there so a when we get Christy back, about deep fried something. Uh, probably. But if we start going down that road now, <laughs> let's not know, do that. I mean, you all remember I saw him up close at like a charity event concert once, right? Mm -hmm. He was very loud. Just very oh, loud. God. He used to be weirdly used to be on Howard Stern a fair amount. And I would be like, well, that's it. And Howard Stern like was obsessed with Pat Moynihan. That's his name, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Monahan. Moynihan? Moynihan? I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. care. Doesn't matter. Anyway, we're going to do some more small talk just like this, followed by uh, your mailbag and a voicemail this week. Medium talk. Tishi recommends and how you can get involved with the show. I'm going to roll right into small talk because I missed you all last week because it's been a couple of weeks here in the historic uh Garden View Studios in Albany, New York. Um, we have been amidst a move. When am I not moving? But <laughs> um, almost. Really? I think since I started, you've moved one, two, three, four, like four times. I think. You know what the worst part is? Every time we move, I buy a new address stamp so that we can send classy <laughs> You're such mail. A nerd. And somewhere, and I and it's a custom design. Like I designed it, and so like nobody else has this stamp and. Every fucking time we move, I have to go in and change the address on the stamp. And it's like it's it's written in a circle. And so I have to, like, rebuild the goddamn thing. And 
think about the way it lays out. And then we move again, and I have just like a bin full of these um, useless return address stamps now. We never got one for my my uh, studio in the sky around the corner on Willet when I first got here. But this apartment, I think I have to break down and finally get the stamp. I feel like I just moved in here. Been here eight months. Wow. In this apartment, right? Wow. Does not feel like it. I know. But the important part is now Samantha is here too, uh, at least sort of. So we are officially moved out of our apartment in Boston. I am a Boston Brahmin, no more, RIP Mike. Uh, and neither, uh, well, Sam wouldn't have been a Brahmin. What's that, Brah woman? Um, at any rate, she is also now living here, although only part time. She is commuting to Boston to work midweeks in Boston. So she's going to be out there. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then here the rest of the week with me, which is probably just enough time. I think I probably get on her nerves by Monday night. So she's doing my old commute, but in reverse. I feel like, yeah, in the spirit of y'all's marriage, it, it's it's wise to have a little break here and there. Yeah, our 10-year anniversary is coming up uh, in like just about a month here, just over a month. And I think that's been the secret to our success is that it's always new because we never see each other. <laughs> so it keeps the thrill alive. Oh. Right, exactly. <laughs> Did you get a haircut? No, no, it's just been four days. Uh, and I, I uh, put gel in it this morning. Yeah. So, well, uh, congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we now have what has been basically two and a half to three homes worth of shit in a two bedroom apartment. Ugh. So there's just piles of shit everywhere. I mean, yeah. figurative shit. By the way, uh, one other mention of the last episode that I wanted to get to. I can't believe that it was a Tishi ladies extravaganza, scientists, very mature, and yet it was on the last show when the line, different kind of fudge, was used to describe <laughs> literal horse shit. Well, you know. We can get blue there. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. It's 2022. Ladies can be vulgar, but like. Man, you know, for a number of times, like Mike and I would take shit for saying something stupid. (laughs) I stopped and rewound the podcast to hear that. That's part of why it's so much fun. Because we can give you a hard time about it, but then we can say anything we want. Anything could happen here. This is a no rules zone. (laughs) This is the Outback Steakhouse. (laughs) No rules, just right. Uh, I just have to make a note here that this is the Outback Steakhouse of podcasts. <laughs> Can we get a, a sponsorship? We've never really pursued that, but I mean, I, I would be it. willing. To, I don't even like a Bloomin' Onion, but I'll say I do if they'll Hell give yeah. us. Yeah. Hell good yeah. endorsement. Hell yeah. yeah. I'll pretend to have to a gold ladder for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, no longer living. Uh, we'll still be there all the time. I mean, between going to visit... Um, Sam's family and uh, I'll go to visit uh, Dick and um, we, there's a storage unit out there full of Boston Music of Eva stuff that I'm still shepherding over. So, uh, and when I be... ta- when I make the journey, right when you yeah. come up, obviously it's only a two and a half hour drive, so it's not like Sam is flying like I was from from Buffalo. She's not going to be befriending, say, all the bartender <laughs> like you know her commute. It's not quite so grueling, um, yeah. but just a lot of trips back and forth on the Mass Pike. Yep. So. Uh, that that's exciting here also work has been crazy you would think that the summertime between concert seasons would be the time when we relax but no it's the time we fight over our budget so fun uh yeah so i've had um four or five committee meetings so i've just been staring into zoom screens trying not to die i literally (laughs) was walking around the office yesterday in a polo shirt sport coat and shorts and my staff just looking at me and i'm like i know but i only have to look good from like the shoulders up 
So just, <laughs> I don't even bother with that. I'm just like, oh, I'm wearing pajamas. Who cares? <laughs> only, only the committee meetings. Only when the people with the money are on the calls. Yeah. Uh, do I even try anymore? So that's it for me for small talk. And I think that's it for us for small talk. Yeah. Nothing... yeah. I mean, you know, that I no, I don't really have it. Whatever. I had weeks with kids. I yelled at my kids. I went a little mommy dearest without the abuse on them, but. <laughs> Um, but you know, got them in line. New school year, yay! It's super yeah. fun. Yeah, it's about time everyone. those those lazy teachers got off their paid vacations. And got <laughs> yeah, back exactly. To, so back exactly. to their six hour work days with all their staff holidays. And I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I don't really uh, have any updates that I can share quite yet, but I might have some cool news soon. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, by the way, talking about a certain DJ in your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I should breaking... mention. What's that, Hillary? Oh. Oh, no, as I say, breaking news, Bridget just came in because that's what children do. And she says she wants to be on the podcast at some point. So stay tuned, I guess, for that, barring, you know, any well, objection. We're going to have to get her her expertise on something. I mean, she can't just come on the show. She could be she our TikTok be a... consultant. Uh, I think that would be her dream. Yeah. Do you want to be the TikTok <laughs> consultant? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, okay, get out of here. No. Get out of here. <laughs> no, for, for real, I'm recording. You got to get out of here. Bye. Bye. We're leaving all that in. <laughs> uh, she's going to have to sign so many contracts first, so it's going to take a couple of weeks. But look forward to that, folks. I'm sorry. The I'm no longer the us. youngest person on the show. <laughs> no. Yeah, I can add this to small talk. So um, Gregory bought a drone, which is like we bought a zoo except worse. And it came today, and he was out in the backyard uh, playing with it, and it's going <laughs> It's the loudest <laughs> world and uh next door neighbor eight mile Derek came out and was talking to him and he gave him his business card hell yeah and he his business is uh that he's a dj and he has a beautiful um business card and there's a blurry picture of some turntables on it nice and a lot well, it's because they're moving so fast yeah 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 it's great and i'm very <sighs> excited I'm sorry. I know you weren't going to, I know it wasn't on the agenda, but I just couldn't help myself. No, it's worth talking about. I'm not going to like blow up his spot or anything, but we were just discussing that if we, if we have a picnic, it should be here and we should have Derek DJ it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. There, there's, been a, there's been a growing cry for a Tishi get together. Cause we're long overdue. We yes. And I feel like Detroit, I mean, it's a hub for Delta. It's all I really care about. And yeah. <laughs> other several other air, airlines serve Detroit. All of you Pacific Northwesterners can hop an Alaska flight. So, you know, this is very doable. Yeah. Uh, it's a great city. There's lots of art. There's lots of architecture. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of um, uh, blight. So there's plenty to see. Lots to look yeah. at. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to Michigan. I need to check it off my list. So I'm there. When you land, go. you just hear the voice of Tim Allen whispering into your ear. Yep. Not even trying to buy Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Glad uh. we went to the same joke. Uh, I will be in Detroit in a few weeks. Uh, we have not done anything to schedule around that firmly yet, Meredith, but of course we want to see you and Gregory. So. Yes. Well, actually, we're, we're going to Toledo, beautiful Toledo, Ohio, holy Toledo, but laying, uh, flying to Detroit because nobody flies to Toledo. I mean, American Airlines flies to Toledo. Nobody I want to well, fly. Well, it's like a 40 minute drive from here. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Small talk on. enough. Hillary, mailbag? To the mailbag. 
All right. Well, we got some letters today, and we're not going to in full read them all because they were they were lengthy. Super interesting. Thank you for sending them because I loved reading them. Um, okay, from Mackenzie, who we knew was going on his honeymoon. Correct. He was going mm-hmm. to Hungary, I think. Uh, Mackenzie says, "Hi, all. I know you're sick of travel stuff. Never, but one yeah, quick addend. No, no. I need to fantasize about places I want to go." Yes. Uh, but one quick addendum, now that I think you should be getting your postcard soon. Oh, he's so nice. We didn't know it at the time, but apparently it mattered that we planned to fly back on July 27th. Yeah, since we couldn't really wait another week to get home, it ended up costing us about $5,000 to get home in a timely fashion a day after originally planned. Thankfully for us, it was annoying and not catastrophic. Still, it wasn't fun. Take care. I, I wonder why. Yeah, I think we missed the headline on this, Mackenzie. Yeah. I don't know. I know. What was the deal with July 27th? Was there a bit? I don't know. R- truly, don't know. I don't know. It's something unprecedented, probably. Yeah, maybe. The state of the world right now, that was, that was you know, Anything. so long ago that I can't remember which disaster was happening that week. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to move on to Laura. This is fascinating, and it was long, so I'm going to cut some of it, um, but I thought it was I thought it was good. So um, she said, so I now live in West Africa, specifically in Ghana. Good memory, though, that we were posted in Panama from 2018 to 2020. Earlier in August, I went to Morocco with some friends for a 10-day vacation. It was fabulous, and if anyone is planning a trip to Morocco, hit me up because I have an awesome tour guide slash driver for you. He's amazing. Actually, that's really key to when you're going to a place that you're completely unfamiliar with and like maybe the language as well or whatever it's is to have a really good tour guide slash driver because I've had both a really good one and a really bad one. Um, and one of the places we went was the women's cooperative rug shop. I mean, Morocco. So I had no intention of buying rugs when I went on this trip, but I fell in love with two carpets and I en- that I ended up buying. So when you buy rugs in a place like this, they are expert at packing them. They roll them up and sew them into plastic sleeve and then put them into a plastic zip top bag. Great. Royal Air Morocco automatically gave me two check bags and I only took one suitcase, one, took on one suitcase. Brilliant. So I checked the bag. The ticket agent was a little worried that it wasn't wrapped, but let it go and got on the plane for the flight home. Um, and then she kind of gives some details about how early and stuff that her flight was. Um, uh, we, ri- we arrived in Accra and our suitcases came up in decent time. The bag with our rugs, not so much. I started looking at the lost luggage office when a guy who clearly worked at the airport came up and asked, are you missing bags? And he told me he worked at, secu- at security at the airport. And I said, yes, my friends and I are each missing a bag. And he replied, ah, yes, I think we have them. And another guy appears out of a back room with our rugs and someone else's bags. Now, I guess that they might have to have had to pull the bags off the belt because they were a bit loose and maybe there was a legit worry that they would have gotten tangled in the machinery. So I get my bag and my friend gets theirs and they walk away. And now it's just me and Mr. I work security for the airport and his friend. And he says, what are you going to give us? And I said, my undying gratitude. <laughs> and they sort of blocked me and were like, what are you going to give us? And I said, I only have Moroccan money. He said, whatever you have. So I gave it to him. And then he tried to get something from my traveling companions who ignored them. Um, and then she's saying it was sort of dumb. This is kind of a two for like dumb, but also travel. Um, anyway, so she said, I essentially gave them monopoly money. So the kind of conclusion is, so if this happens to someone else, don't pay the bribe, say loudly, you want to bribe in front of all these people or ask to see their manager and be insistent about it and walk away from them. If they follow you, keep saying that you'd like to talk to their supervisor, supervisor, but, but it's intimidating and they take advantage of their position and your unfamiliarity with the system. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally would have been like, how much do you want? 
I would have totally gotten suckered into it. 100%. So I, I think feel like the answer of say, you want a bribe for me? <laughs> really loud. Seems like a way to get shot. Yeah, like, I, I know. Just, that scares me. I know. Uh, but I thoroughly interesting. And Laura, I love your travels. I, it's awesome. You go to places that I feel like a lot of people don't go. And it uh, it just seems really cool. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. Greece. <laughs> it's so exotic. Aruba. Yeah. Um, Renee sent us a letter. Or, uh, I say a letter like she scripted some, you know, like, um, you know, it's like from the Civil War and it's like sepia toned. Um, no, she wrote us an email that was really nice. And it was about a place that her brother and his husband stayed. That is sort of the hut vacation of your dreams. And it looks amazing. And it kind of talked about the upgrades of it. Well, that is sort of long, but very cool. And if anybody wants the link, we'll send it to you. But Renee also sent us a voicemail that I loved. We could play it here. Holy cow. Ladies of Tishi, um, mine is Christy. Your podcast this week about the mistake alics um, and just owning the the gaffes and the the dummy tax moments really hit for me. And I I'm not prepared to share my um, dummy tax experiences. It's just, what I'm responding to is I wish. I could get my kids, my girls, or any kids, uh, to to hear these stories and be able to use it uh, to avoid issues. Like the light switch thing, I learned also and um, feel that pain, but I didn't have to pay for that. Luckily, I had a dad visiting who uh, taught me um, about that. But anyhow, it just made me think like this would be a really cool podcast idea is just, I mean, because everyone, everyone has a story of where they were a Dumkopf. Um, and to be able to collect these stories and keep it light and, you know, everyone just shaking their head like, man, hate that I had to learn it that way. Um, because what a great, fun way to impart um you know, ways to, to have a young person avoid some of those mistakes. Now, that's the dream of a parent. It's like, look, I will tell you all these ways that I screwed up so that you don't have to. But of course, you can't teach them or impart all of it if they're even listening. And that's part of the growth, right? We learn through our mistakes. And the more painful they are, the, the, the deeper we know them or really take in that learning. But man, I think it'd be a good podcast if anyone has the time, energy, and willingness to create it. Just that topic would be really, I think, helpful in a lot of ways. But then again, you also have to look at, okay, then there's cultural avenues and there's demographic avenues. There's, it's endless. Seriously, it's endless. You'd have to pick a niche okay I just overwhelmed myself thinking about it so I'll be done now I just love y'all I just do I'm I look forward to these podcasts and uh, shout out to Lindsay Lemon out there I hope we get to see each other soon bye um I let Bridget listen to that I was listening to it as I cooked because we just got it in 
as I cooked them dinner and she was like, what mistakes did you make? And I'm like, nothing. Nothing. I never make mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) But I was thinking about it in more depth of just, we've been kind of going through this with Bridget in school and that like in class, she will want to not seem dumb. So she doesn't ask questions a lot of the time. And then she kind of takes it home and doesn't really understand it. And it gets on top, you know, then it's like, well, if you don't understand the base level of this, then you're not specifically in science and math, history and English. Oh, you can kind of catch up on that. But science and math, if you don't understand the kind of ground level, then you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, it's really so hard to build I, from there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you need to ask questions. And this is something I'm really like, don't afraid to look dumb. It's okay. They're your teachers. They're supposed to do that. And it kind of in life, it's like, as I get older, the less I fear about looking dumb. I'm like, you know, I, I'm just gonna ask the dumb question because I don't know. That was hard for me for a really long time. Yeah. I mean, she's, yeah. she's certainly not alone in that. Um, no, I know. And I've just been struggling even today. Like today, I think I might have messed something up at work and I'm not sure. And my, my first instinct is to be like, well, the data was bad. I know. You know, like to I blame know. it on something yeah. else. So yeah. it's, it, I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand with like taking responsibility for your actions slash asking lots of questions so that you don't, you don't make, make those sort of mistakes. Yeah. Right. If I had exactly. been more clear about what I was doing, I did, I probably wouldn't have made this mistake, although I'm not even sure it was one. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is that I was pretty mad at myself for yeah. that mistake. Yeah. No, I know. I think that's the, it's like not being too nice, kind of like, I don't know, Meredith, like you saying, I'm mean, not blaming your brother, you're helping him out, but like saying, yeah, sure, I'll buy a very expensive um, vacuum cleaner. That I can't afford, yeah. <laughs> and then also, yeah, asking the questions because it's okay to be dumb. We're all dumb. Well, and you know, Every- the other thing is like, if she has a question, I bet you like 20 other kids do too, and oh. they just are too afraid to say it. Exactly. So I'm like, not everybody, everybody is understanding this. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm like, just ask the question. It's okay. She's There's... too young and doesn't have disposable income, so she can't just say math is hard. Let's go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> math class is tough. It's my yeah. favorite Barbie. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, uh, on that note, um, we got some good question of the week responses that, um, you know, there weren't as many because it's not as like a simple question. There's usually a story that goes along with it, but I thought we got some good responses. Starting with Carolyn, she says, I got laid off from a job I loved in March of 2009, the month that more people than ever in the pre-COVID history of job reporting in America lost jobs. A week and a half later, my father and his friend hooked me up with a job doing reception at a doctor's office while the main receptionist was on medical leave. We agreed at the beginning it would probably be a temp job while she was out, but then I did well at the job and two weeks later he made it that we made it permanent two weeks after that i realized how unsuited i was for the job but it took two years for me to finally leave oh girl yeah yeah (laughs) i almost made that mistake with grad school i almost went to the whole wrong program you know i almost went into physician assistant school um and it was only that i happened to do a senior project with a clinician and i was like oh no i hate this <laughs> after i had we already do that with interns all the time i just a couple of weeks ago i was talking to an intern uh at another arts organization that we have an affinity for and work with a bit and she was saying she's finishing up her undergrad and she's kind of enjoying her internship and she would think about going to art grad school for arts administration and i just looked at her and i said go get a job yeah. Like yeah. just go work anywhere in the field for like six months or a year. If you like it, you can go back to grad school part time or you can you can leave that job in a year or two and go to grad school and come back. Grad school will always be there. But 
in a field where you don't get paid to go to grad school, yeah, like yeah. Oh, make yeah. sure you want that debt before you do it. Yeah. Like it's no no um, no nonprofit out there is going to pay you to go to arts admin grad school. So just think very carefully about it first. There's that whole like sunk cost thing, you know, where you're like, well, oh, I already did this. I yep. did this, so I guess I gotta keep on this pathway. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, Amanda says there are more than a few, but the one that really sticks with me is putting my wallet on the roof of the car while I buckle car seats and oh. driving off with the wallet flying off the roof somewhere not to be found again. At the time, I rarely had cash, but for some reason I had $80 in my wallet, which was a lot of diapers in those days. I was so upset that I, uh, I did that. But when you have a poor, tired mom brain, stuff happens. So I'd be totally pissed about losing $80. I, Jeez. Me too. Jeez Louise. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. And you feel so dumb because it's yeah. a mistake. Um, Kristen says, this spring, my boyfriend and I emptied some old gas out of a weed whacker and put it in a glass bottle and capped it. Oh we were in a hurry because we were meeting up with friends to watch a basketball game. Can I guess that it's uh, Kansas? Because I follow you on Twitter and <laughs> you like Kansas. And we stupidly left the bottle on the kitchen counter. When we got home about four hours later, the bottle had burst and gas had spilled all over the counter and dripped down the cabinet fronts. Onto the floor. After a month of trying unsuccessfully to get the smell out, we gave up and replaced the countertop sink and some of the cabinet pieces. This happened in March, and we were still waiting on replacing pieces for some of our cabinets. This was like a $5,000 mistake. That horrifies me so much, and I am shocked that I haven't done this exact. Like, I feel like this is something that I would do. (laughs) It's so innocuous. I mean, like, I get it. It's gases and stuff, but it seems like whatever. I mean, this is a sunk cost situation, too, isn't it? Like, if you've already splattered gas in the kitchen, it's time to just burn the house down. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. You just light a match and it's ready to go. I really felt this money and start over. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I can imagine, like, how awful this would be. Yeah, it sucked. Um, Jessica says, my kids lost our only key to our locking mailbox. We searched and searched, but couldn't find it. I had a locksmith out and ended up paying $300 to get the lock replaced. Not until after he left, did I look up how much it was to get a new locking mailbox. <laughs> yeah, not my wisest money choice. <laughs> uh, and that's another thing I was thinking. You just have this like fear and you're just like, you just react. Okay, what's the quickest way to get this mm-hmm. fixed? Yep. And oftentimes it's not the best way. Um, April says about 20 years ago, an ex-boyfriend and I were wolfing around Spain. Is that like an acronym or is that just kind of like, Oh, I meant to look that up and I forgot. I, I, I assume it's a kink. Uh, <laughs> we were woofing around Spain. When we arrived too late to get into a youth hostel we had planned to stay at, my boyfriend convinced, convinced me to sleep on the beach without setting up our tent. Were you dating Jeremy? Yeah. Um, he woke me up in the morning to tell me he had been knocked out and my backpack was stolen. Ugh, all my clothes, my journal, camera, etc. were gone. I was smart enough to keep my money, passport, and other important stuff in my sleeping bag. At this point, I realized I wasn't a winged hitchhike camping on the side of the road sort of person. I tried to be like that because my boyfriend was enthusiastic and carefree and was convinced it was safe. Many mistakes were made at that time in my life and when I look back, I feel lucky to have survived some sketchy situations. This is a know thyself situation. I feel like this yes. is something I would have done too and then yeah. like, yeah, yeah you have to admit to yourself like okay this is not me <laughs> yeah i can't there's definitely some things i did when i lived in los angeles where i was like i'm young and i'm gonna just this is what i'm doing i'm gonna live my life and i was like i'm so uncomfortable with this. it's kind of amazing <laughs> that i survived my tw- my early 20s i, I probably I shouldn't have no in definitely retrospect. not 
Um, and then finally, Jean says, my husband took a real-time vintage, barely used original Sgt. Pepper LP album to half price books. They never said a word, but gave him a few bucks for a stack oh. of records. Others included in the stack Beach Boy, Simon and Garfunkel, Letterman, and a few of those cheap knockoff classical 100 strings records. Some of our kids and grandkids who have turntables were upset to learn about the Beatles record. I bet. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah. Um, those are really good stories, man. The gas one really gets me that I just, I, yeah. Cause at first you're like, is it okay? And then you're like, no, everything is ruined. Re woofing. Yes. Um, according to the wiki tenary, the, the wiki dictionary, sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> it's one of those words I've never said out loud before. Cause I've never needed to, uh, woofing. Uh, probably comes from WWOOF, which stands for Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms. And it is traveling to places to do volunteer farming on organic farms. Interesting. Um, Or it just means they were hoofing it and decided to go with a W. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Urban Dictionary, actually surprisingly not dirty uh, until you get down to like the third or fourth listing and then things go off the rails. That's how it is. So just keep in mind on that. Um, Well, thank you for all that. It was... Lovely to hear that we are not alone. Yeah. Everybody I, makes I, mistakes. We need to do a follow-up. I missed this episode, obviously, and and I could probably just do my whole model. Like, I could just host. Like, you all could just take the week off. <laughs> well, and... I could think of more, for sure. More oh, that yeah, were, like, sure. so. less that I was being nice to other people and more that it's just that I was a pure idiot. Right. It's hard so to the choose. dum-dum tax will return. Yes. Probably like the time I blew out a power steering pump doing donuts in the high school parking lot on ice. <laughs> uh yeah. So anyway, like, uh, the, there's there's more there, but just uh, my first instinct was trusting my mother, just as a category. <laughs> uh, oh, I bet you could have that, several that stories straight, just under that umbrella. Exactly. Straight to financial ruin. And honestly, at this point, I think Christy would probably want to be here for that too. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, let's know that Dum Dum Tax uh, Part Two is is going to come at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, on to medium talk. We had talked about this a little while ago, um, and a few of us on of your hosts definitely have a history in the internet. We are not newbies to this internet thing. We're <laughs> so moms we were ta- on the net. <laughs> we are moms on the net. And we were talking about, you know, our AIM names and just early internet stuff. And so we thought we'd share some of our experiences with that. Um in thinking about it, and I asked some of the people I work with and some of my friends, well, I told them what we were talking about it, and one group was like, yes, this was like at the you know, very start of our teendom. But I, I asked some work people, did you have an AOL name? And almost anybody that's under 50 had one, pretty much, was what I found. Pretty much everybody that had one sense. at some yeah. point. Yeah. Because Dave was like, I don't know. I just like kind of didn't. It passed me by a little bit. And he was maybe emailed, but that's about it. But anyway, so we kind of broke it down in a couple. We'll, you know, talk freely. But um, I just want to start. What was your first online experience that you remember? Bobby, go ahead. Well, well. Um, <laughs> Saddles up to the bar. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing Luke Burbank's impression of Ronald Reagan. Um, so the very, very first thing before we had like legit internet when we had two computers in the house and one was running windows 3.1 and the other one was running windows 3.11, which was the professional work groups version of windows. Oh, it wasn't like the band 3.11s personal. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, what a weird partnership that was uh, between Windows and 311. Uh, <laughs> and we had the modem that had the handset phone that you would lift off the phone and put the handset onto the thing with the two cups on it. Very so war it games. Cool. Winky, winky, yes, so that point. it could so that it could talk to the thing because because nobody at that point realized you could just get like a phone cable to plug into it directly, and um, we could dial into specific intranets and one of the ones that we could dial directly into was the Monroe County library system. Oh, and it's just like the online card catalog. And I probably spent hours just searching for random shit and it had other tools too, but very rudimentary, like text screen, very basic menus for like pull a time and temperature report or like shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and and like find resources for addresses for like public affairs offices and things and i would just search for things just to do it just because i could sure, hours and power. hours of dialing into the system right just because it was like this is like i'm sitting at a computer at the library but i'm not at the library <laughs> mind blown this was the early early 90s probably probably 1991 i think it was probably in kindergarten and using wow. the computer yeah so <laughs> wow. we were i was we were among the first people in our neighborhood to have internet and we had several computers because my grandmother worked at xerox back then in like hr doing computer systems stuff and so she would have computers that she had brought home i had a xerox branded 820-2 computer that was in my room and all it did was dos typing and so i could cool. save it to the eight inch floppy disks the the really big old floppy disk not the five and a half or a quarter or whatever it was once the really big ones mm -hmm. that held like nothing uh and uh and all that was was basically a novelty like a like a very expensive novelty toy mm -hmm. uh, because it had aged out after a couple of years but yeah i, I had that and then you know a couple of years later i would have my first email address while i was still in elementary school and it was through a website called you reach like the letter U and the word reach, which I don't know what the hell it is now, but back then they gave away free email addresses. And this was before there were a lot of options for that. So like I was, you know, certainly before Google and Gmail and all that. And before, yeah, it might've been like, I think Yahoo was around. I think Yahoo was like the preferred search engine or it was the bad days of like all the search engines competing. So like yeah. you were an Alta Vista family or a Magellan family or an mm -hmm. S Jeeves family. <laughs> I don't know how, yeah, Ash Jeeves managed to last because it's funny, but like the other ones <laughs> yeah, all disappeared. Think, yeah, I mean, it was Internet Explorer, obviously. I remember when I went to college, that was like new yeah. at the time. And we were like, this is yeah. the shit. Well, and we used Netscape Navigator. Yeah. I mean, that was oh, the, yes. standard, oh, yep. the standard browser yep. back yep. then. Yep. Um, but I had email, even though I had no one to email, really. <laughs> what other, like, kindergartner were you emailing? Uh, and, then, and then, of course, and we'll probably get into this more, but like... AOL chat rooms. I oh, mean, yeah. And as I got to middle school, uh, <laughs> AOL chat rooms. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, the first experiences were that were the the cup modem and the library interface, and just spending hours staring into that screen, like just you know, in on breathers between rounds of MS Paint. <laughs> there wasn't much else to do. No. No. There Got was it. nothing else to do. Loved MS Paint. Yeah. Uh. Goodness. Solitaire, Minesweeper, Minesweeper. Minesweeper. I, when Rory and Bridgie started playing um, 
Minecraft. I was like, is that Minesweeper? I thought it was Minesweeper. I'm like, that's coming back in style. Okay, it stressed grandma. me out, so I know. <laughs> I feel like nowadays somebody's going to, for the sake of nostalgia, somebody should make a Minesweeper the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you are you are the smiley face. <laughs> um, Meredith, what do you remember? Oh my gosh. We got the internet in 1992. I was 10 years old. And my stepdad was a PhD student at Western Michigan University. And so he got a special phone number that gave us free dial up. And it was a Western, it was a Kalamazoo phone number. Um, So I think it was long distance. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Um, Oops. But it was cheaper than AOL. We got, got, you know, as everybody did back then, four million AOL CDs in the mail. And we did it one time. Don't forget the discs, the the three inch flop, the the not floppy floppy discs. Yeah. We got those, those AOL floppies. Yep. Yep. We got those too. And then, but we did it one time and it was like a, I don't, I was too young to really understand, but it apparently was like a billing nightmare. Like, my yeah. parents tried to cancel it and it wouldn't cancel and it kept billing them and billing them and billing them and they were like, I hate this company. So they still like will will really um uh if you get them going about AOL, <laughs> they don't stop. <laughs> They're still bitter about this. Uh, <laughs> so we tried to stick to the 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 university phone number and we had a Mac 2SI, which was like a very early black and white Macintosh, and it had like a portrait-oriented monitor. <laughs> Oh, that thing is famous. Yeah, it was like document yes. size. And it was a big deal that you could fit like a whole document on there. Yep. So it was like a, a very fancy word processor. And I remember when we got it, I, I was like so excited and I opened it up and I opened up a, it was some, whatever the early Mac version of Word was. And I was like, well, okay, here I am. Well, <laughs> now what? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with this. Um and my my first my early internet experience was very similar. We got the internet, and I was like, "Cool, let's check this out." And I remember like an ASCII picture, like you know the pictures that are made of symbols, and it yeah. just took like five minutes and loaded one line at a time. <laughs> and I don't even remember what it was. And it, I was like, "Well, this sucks. <laughs> this is not fun. I don't understand any of this." Um, and so I didn't do much with it. Um, very early on. I was the first kid in my fifth grade class to have, you know, be able to print out my book reports at home because we had a <laughs> Hell yeah. we had a laser printer, which was also <laughs> very fancy. Um, and so I would put them in little like document folios and print them out. It was very fancy. Um, but that was that didn't involve the internet at all. So I, I didn't really get much into the internet until um, AOL chat rooms, and that was a couple years later because my parents were so anti AOL. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that was like the basic. Yeah, so I had to wait well, until my dad got AOL, and I would go over to my dad's house. Yeah, there were other options. There were, there were. Prodigy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I so I, we didn't get a computer until 1994 because I have a distinct memory of being in like our TV room or like whatever the living room and watching. Um, like alternative nation on MTV. Oh yeah. It was like <laughs> insane in the membrane, like Cypress Hill was playing and I was playing solitaire and I was like, this is the shit. Like I, I mean, you're living honestly, in the future. Not, not unlike my life now. It's me playing candy crush and watching like reruns of sex in the city. Like that's my life now. And I'm like, oh, it really hasn't changed that much. <laughs> you know, almost 30 years. But um, my first real like brush with the internet before we got a computer was 
I had this friend, Catherine, who RIP, she died, she died a while ago, but she was like this sort of mad genius. She was really smart, but like also devious, which were, was really fun to be friends with because like I wouldn't get in trouble, but she sort of would, but her parents kind of knew that she was whatever, a rapscallion. So in the early days, we prank called all the time. Like we prank called this guy, Robert Tilden, who was a, like a preacher on um, a Dallas, like, like a, you know, TV preacher kind of guy and he would do like try to sell you know get people to tithe or whatever and we would prank call and try to get on air there so Catherine's house was like all of the debauchery so we her parents had a computer I guess it was prodigy that we would get on and we would dial up and we all of we must have been in seventh grade or something all of us girls would just crowd around their kitchen computer what fucking assholes. If my kids were doing that, I'd be like, get out of here. But um, uh, remember the kitchen computer and they have those yeah. little, little desks and kitchens <laughs> yes. still? Like, yeah. I, I have one and it's like, it's just for junk computer. collecting. Uh, yeah, you saw mine. It's all crap. But I, we would gather around and Catherine would go on a message board, but I don't even know what the message boards really were. I just remember that a bot would come on and destroy the message board and you'd have to go to another message board. I mean, again, not unlike probably how it is now. I'm not really frequenting the message boards all that much. But um, yeah, um, we would just cruise message boards to seventh graders and, you know, get the get on Prodigy or CompuServe, I think was another yeah. one that mm-hmm. we, we used. Um, and that was before the reason why, I mean, my parents were anti-AOL necessarily actually look at their email addresses but they were not anti-AOL <laughs> love you mom um but they it went at that time it was still hourly that they charged you oh yeah um yeah so my parents I do have a memory of finally when we got our computer and when I was a freshman in high school logging on and we had a secondary phone line we had like the teen phone line which was also our fax line and I, that's what we keyed into but i remember my dad coming down and be like hillary get off aol <laughs> <laughs> it's charging too much money but then um we, and we'll go into it more but i my senior year as i think that was my christmas gift is that was when aol went monthly so it was like you can go on anytime you want oh, it's twenty dollars a month <laughs> And that's when my dreams came true. We um, used to make sure we went on at night and on the weekends. And I, you know, we joke about night and weekend minutes, but like it was cheaper at one point yep. to go online later in the evening. Oh, yeah, totally. Yep. God, my mom. So the business that my mom has had, obviously, post COVID, it's a little bit tough, but she works with authors and like publishers, like New York publishers would fax. It's still kind of, I think they email now, but they would fax the itineraries for the authors that were coming to Dallas, like this is the television station they need to get to this is the time, blah, blah, blah. And so I remember my mom would like yell at me to get off AOL because she was <laughs> expecting a fax. <laughs> it was like the most 90s situation you can possibly imagine. I'm like, damn it. I'm having a really good chat right now. Oh, um, all right. Well, this is the real, this is the real like question. What was your first AOL name and or handle, Bobby? I'm working on that. I'm also working on finding a phone number for Robert Tilden, who's still <laughs> at it. Yes. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. It's got a P.O. box. I can't find a phone number, but maybe we should just flood his P.O. box with nonsense. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of thing where we're supposed to just ship sex toys, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We used, yeah, we used to do... This is such a seventh grade thing because or whatever, like middle school, we used to 
like if you read the back, like if you read Seventeen magazine or Teen or one of those, they would have numbers where you can order tampons and we used to order tampons for people and get them sent to we were so mean it was like bobby i mean you've done the diaper situation (laughs) how dare you have proper hygiene oh you're gross now i'd be like free period products (laughs) i don't even have periods anymore and i'd be like sweet there should be a basket in every bathroom yes 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 uh and in every public place um First AOL screen name. So some caveats here. First, I did have an AOL instant messenger screen name, and it is thoroughly embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, I have said before, I'm sure at some point, that briefly in elementary school with my group of friends from school and church, that they liked to call me Bobbert. (laughs) Right. So of all of the variations of Bob, Bobby, Rob, Robbie, Robert, Bobbert. (laughs) But of course, for some reason, Bobbert was taken and Bobbert 86, which is just what I put on the end of everything was taken. Um, And it's sort of like the random name generators. Like you find out that everyone you knew had like, you know, I wasn't going to put like Bobbert 420 or or something. (laughs) I was too young to understand that, but Bobbert Omni 86 available. Oh, that's not embarrassing uh, at all. Bobbert Omni 86. Well, just, you know, my all-knowing middle school punk-ass self. (laughs) Uh, Bobbert Omni 86, which I just did a a word search for just to see if anything out there still had that tied to it. And no, it seems to be completely wide open in the world now. So You can grab it back. I'd have to re-download AOL Instant Messenger first. (laughs) I think you should. um, uh, In middle school, I took a technology class. And one of the things was like learning, learning rudimentary Photoshop back when it was very rudimentary. And one of my projects was I photoshopped the yellow guy from AOL onto a giraffe. (laughs) Like he was riding it. Yep. So that was great. Anyway, um, I also had uh, MSN chat was really popular with our Canadian family. And so, and and in an age when international long distance was like a real problem price wise for our Canadian family, we would use messengers a lot to talk to them. So I don't remember having an MSN screen name, but also ICQ right yeah yeah was a big one and uh for some reason i will never forget that 4893818 was my (laughs) icq number that's crazy that you remember that it's just one of those numbers that has just stuck in my head for i don't know 25 30 years i still remember my childhood phone number from when before i was five sure yeah 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 8722253 my childhood household phone number not anymore so go ahead and call it i don't know who it is nine eight seven four eight seven eight oh i love that number it's so good all right i once when i was young and first started working at the buffalo philharmonic i was interviewing a a pianist and i gave him the phone number my dorm room had old-fashioned telephone lines in it and so i had a phone on my desk in my dorm room because you could most people didn't but i did because i'm a nerd and there was a phone jack so i'm gonna have a phone and I used it for interviews and I gave him my phone number and he called. And the first thing he said to me was, your phone number feels so nice on the fingertips. Whoa. <laughs> very sensual. Okay. It's very creepy. Very, very creepy. I get compliments on my cell phone number now because it's very like basic and easy yeah. to remember. And people are like, ooh, hold on to that one. <laughs> my mom's, I will not tell my mom's, but my mom's number, cell phone number only has three numbers in it. Like, I mean, they're repeating, but 
besides the area code, it has three numbers, and I love it so mm-hmm. much. I'm like, you have to. I, can I have it? Mine has four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So your good. mom's cell phone number is pretty great. <laughs> Sorry. <I> just... <laughs> Meredith. I have been racking my brain, and I truly can't remember what my AOL screen name was. Um, I mean, that was what thirty years ago. So I think I think that's forgivable. Um, it wasn't a it wasn't a big part of my identity. I remember like I never joined IRC or anything like that because I didn't know anybody in real life who also had the internet. None of my friends did. Yeah. So I did I feel like I didn't really have an entry point and I wasn't gonna go exploring on my own. I didn't know enough to do that. Um but um I met Gregory in like two thousand two or two thousand one, I think. Um some sometime around then and and he bestowed upon me the username that I still use to this day which is <laughs> Megadeth um Aww. because it's very much like Megadeth right but it's yeah. it was ironic because I'm so not into metal <laughs> <laughs> and um what that has meant though is that like dudes will randomly message me on like reddit or whatever and be like Dave Mustaine's my hero <laughs> <laughs> so it still kind of haunts me but it's a very good username for no, me it's and good. it's not I don't own it everywhere like somebody else uses it in a few places so it's not guaranteed to be me but it's me most of the time so it's pretty it's relatively unique so I get it for for a lot of things. Um, and honestly, I, I wish I could remember and I just don't. I, I've been trying to figure out a way to like go back to like my old live journal. But you can change your name on live journal and it updates everywhere. Like it updates when people tag you and it up, you know, everything gets updated. So there's no record of what it used to be. And, and live journal is owned by the Russians now anyway. So I didn't really <laughs> want to dig too deep on that. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, Megadeth is like the only username that I fully remember. I I, I know I had an email address um, through AOL, but I didn't use it for anything. And I think the first time I seriously used email was in college and I had the address that my university gave me. Um, and then I got Gmail and I have the address that I have now, which is meredithgrace at gmail.com, which I didn't realize would be so friggin' annoying to type because it's so long. No, I don't care. Um, but it's my first and middle name. And that was when Gmail was an invite only service. Oh, Remember yes, that? Yes. Oh yeah. You felt yeah. very special. I when did. You yeah. Right. Yep. But I didn't realize that I'd be using my email to sign up for everything and have to <laughs> spell it out for the person at Pet Supplies Plus. I'm tired. M E R E D I T H G R A C E all one word at you. I did see a video recently of some bit where people were using like really vulgar long email addresses to sign up for things. I think it's funny when people put like the word dot, like D-O-T, like just make it as confusing as possible. I can't copy it. Yeah. I have to like type it all out. So annoying. Yep. Mine, my AOL was always the same since, since we got AOL relatively early. My dad just chose it and, I remember kind of being like, well, I don't really like the way you spell it. But now it's stuck with me for, you know, again, almost 30 years. It's Hillib, H-I-L-I-B. And I had that AOL um, email address for a long time. That was like, I mean, I went to college and I had Livhig. That was my college email address. Yeah, mine was um, M.G. Vanhar. You're a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> Very good. Um. <laughs> Livhig was, and yeah, that, but I would use AOL. I mean, I used Instant Messenger all the time. Um, and I had Hillib for, as my 
email address forever. And then it just, once I got the um, Gmail invite, I was like, okay, I'm going to start transitioning. But I kept Hillive. And then Hillive just kept getting fucking hacked. Like, I would use that as <laughs> my, like, oh, like, if I'm signing up for a store or something or other, that was where everything went. But now it just, it, I mean, it kept sending emails to, you know, whatever. It just kept getting hacked. So Hillive is dead. trying to sell Ray-Bans really... to people. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Coach purses, what have you. I am a luxury dealer. But um, I know I... I have so many memories of being on that compact computer and having, I mean, the connection. Again, it was 2,800 bots. It was so freaking slow. But just ha- I like being on the screen and having like six chats going on my screen and just like type, okay, like, and I definitely made friends via that. Like there were people, they were sort of loosely in my circle, but then, you know, became, they were so online and I was so online. And in fact, I can't remember exactly. I think, I mean, the awards that I won, which are so stupid, the like high school, not awards, but like the, um, superlatives, I think one was like, one was like trivial pursuit guru. And the other one was like, like queen of online-ness or something like that. Like it was something so stupid. I'm like, that's kind of embarrassing. That's like what I'm known for. But yeah, I was very, 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 very much online. But all I really would do, I remember kind of vaguely realizing once I got to college that going on AOL does not necessarily mean you're going on the internet. You're just going on the like, I mean, you are, but you're just going on the AOL. It doesn't get you very far. Yeah. No, no. And that's basically all I did. I didn't really go on the internet all that much just because I was like a little bit probably scared of it at the time but you know stuck to my my instant messengers um all right finally because we are teaching we like to like out ourselves here let's talk about some embarrassing online early online embarrassing stories because I know we have a few Bobby yes all right so I've told some of these before (laughs) <laughs> on here so i'm gonna not get into the weeds on everything but um here's a moment i don't think i've gotten into when i was probably middle school so very much in the prime of aol instant messenger chats uh going into category rooms i i, I think we all went into a room where either we or someone else was pretending to be older than we were answering the age-old question of asl oh yes um but I would go into these just incredibly, you know, adult chat rooms. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, one day I should have writing down the incredibly vulgar usernames, oh, no. the handles of some of the other people in the chats. <laughs> and I, I think it was actually people I had blocked or, or whatever. Like I just had this list on a piece of notepad paper sitting by the computer. And my aunt of all people, and she's the cool aunt. She's the one who like take me out every few months, slip a little cash in my pocket, buy me dinner, um, take me to do something or to a movie or whatever. And then just, you know, she doesn't have kids. She never wanted kids. She just likes doing that for, she still basically does that for me once in a while. Um, she saw this list. She's at the house for some reason. She sees this list and she just sits down. She says, well, can we, can we talk? Do you have a minute? And she's like, Okay, well, um, you know, Big Dick Triple X sixty nine. Is this a is this a friend of yours? I can't remember exactly what the names are, but they were basically like that. I mean, this was before there were any rules in moderation for what names would be. Yep. 
and I barely know what most of these words. I mean, it's middle school, so I do know what like the basics are. But you know, we're we're still in the oh my god boobs phase of the internet for me, right? So, uh, I and and she's just like, I'm not I'm not upset, I, but I'm just you know I'm curious. Are are these people your friends? Are you, are you talking to these people? Like she's just like. <laughs> She's she's both um, genuinely concerned and also just genuinely wants to not not limit my experience. Like she's like you're, you're young and you're learning the world. And of course now I'm thinking to myself, she's only a couple years older than my mother, so she's probably in her twenties when we're having this conversation. <laughs> oh like she's not some old lady, <sighs> and she's being very careful about like respecting my boundaries and my space and Aww. not just being like, what the fuck is this. Oh but it was just so awkward and hilarious. I was like, no, these are just <laughs> random assholes that I like, you know, no, I'm not sending nude pictures or <laughs> oh, planning oh, to meet up with these people on the internet. Now, uh, you know, I'll keep this rolling. I'll just do all of mine and then we'll get it out of our system. As you all know, because I know I believe we've talked about this before. I did have a pen pal. Yes. I don't remember if I used her name on the show before and we haven't i haven't talked to her in many years so who knows but um i won't use it now just in case but um she and i i we met in one of these aol chat rooms or something similar if it wasn't aol i don't know and um we stayed in touch for years by email it was one of these things where we would lose touch for a couple years then get back in touch and when i was a boy scout camp counselor uh so when i was what 15 years old probably um internet was uh, a commodity at the campground, but occasionally I would work overnights in the office. And so I would have access to a lap. I had a laptop. Was it like um, really heavy? It was really heavy. <laughs> and it was, it might've had a black and white screen. I don't remember. And like very shitty. Um, but anyway, I knew how to, to use this and to get on the internet with a phone line there. So I, I could sort of do that. Um, but we would correspond. So we did physical correspondence um one summer when i was working at the camp and that what more the kids are just calling to... it these days right <laughs> we're you know snail mailing all summer and she would intentionally try to embarrass me by sending things in pink envelopes doused in perfume oh. <laughs> we were not that was not the nature of our relationship uh despite what that sounds we were not uh cybering <laughs> cybering. I forgot about cybering. <laughs> I did too until just a moment ago. It just came back to me. Um, oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Which which now would be quaint, right? Like it's sexting, right? So Yeah. But that that's what so it was. Cooler than yeah, well, we called it cyber sex. <laughs> Thanks, 2020. Uh. Oh God! I, just so many things are flooding back now. There's an um, there's a in sync song called "Digital Get Down," and it's so dumb. <laughs> that's basically what it's about. <laughs> We're not going out with it. No. Digital digital get down. Just you and me. I'm not. I can keep singing it. <laughs> no, for rights violations reasons. No, uh, and also just personal violation reasons. Um, <laughs> and so uh, to just put a cap on this. Years later, in college, when we were both consenting adults, um, I ended up going and meeting um, this person. I flew to her hometown uh, of Evansville, Indiana, and we hung out for the weekend. And, like, just it was sort of this funny thing because we sort of really, really 
you know, I, I know we talk about parasocial relationships with podcast people now and things like that. And it was one of these things where I think we knew like an idealized version of one another just because, you know, yeah, we had been friends for like 10 years at this point or almost 10 years intermittently. Um, and it was awkward and but also kind of fun. And that sounds like the craziest thing you would ever do to people you met on the Internet until all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. yeah. But back then, it absolutely was. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, I did not yeah. tell Oh yeah, in my world it's cool yeah. because because it sounds like oh you're going to get murdered yeah murderated uh yeah so um i it, what other reason would i ever have to go to evansville indiana but that was yeah. a great you know just so, such a weird thing but just it's interesting just because we grew up in that time together to sort of have it come for a full circle like that to something that now would be much more normal yeah yeah uh yeah so that was you know 2000 and five probably me flying to evansville indiana to do that i should i should shoot her an email i don't even know how to get a hold of her we're not even facebook friends because that was sort of just as facebook was rolling out yeah you were friendster friends something like that yeah (laughs) i don't know she might have been in my top eight (laughs) so uh uh, yeah there you go yeah i have aol Uh, stories too. I feel like, we, yeah, we all do. I'm just reading your thing. We, <laughs> so, my favorite thing to do for a while was to go into, God, this is embarrassing. I would go into foreign language chat rooms on AOL and I would pick out words that people were saying and string them together into sentences and pretend that I was speaking their language. God. And this kids are such fucking punks. Didn't, work this was dumb and like of course it was i don't know what i was trying to, i was trying to just I, I thought it was funny i think that's and and mission accomplished it was hilarious um but i would get kicked out immediately and then banned from these rooms so i eventually had to stop because there were none left <laughs> you burned it all down yep. <laughs> and i there never no more worlds left to come yeah <laughs> I remember, I remember getting into arguments with people um, who use the word fag. Um, so I, I was like keyboard warrioring from day one. Back <laughs> like, I remember one person, you know, answering the ASL question. I said Michigan, and I remember somebody asking if I lived in an igloo. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, it's 95 degrees outside right now. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I do have a couple fond memories from AOL chat rooms. But the thing that is the most embarrassing slash fun is that, do either of you know what a mud is? Like a, like a, in property? M-U-D. No. Oh. No. no. A multi-user no. dungeon or multi-user dimension. Um, this is an early, sounds like what happens when you've been woofing too long. (laughs) (laughs) This is an early version of a, like a massive online multiplayer game, like world of Warcraft. Um, and it's text based. Um, and this is why I can type a million miles a minute because you had to type your way around. So if you wanted, it was like, it was like a fantasy role-playing game. And so you're this little character and you go around in this map. And if you want to go north, you type N. And if you want to go west, you have W and blah, blah, blah. And you fight monsters and it's all um, RNG, which is random number generation fighting. And you have weapons. And it's, I mean, it was, I got immer- I got so immersed in this world that my mom put limits on my internet time. <laughs> 
And to get around those, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would go play my mud. I, and this was dial up oh internet gosh. days. So I had to like turn the volume way down. So <laughs> I remember that. Wake anybody else up. Uh-huh. And I mean, like I became friends with these people. I played yeah. it for years. Um, I recently tried to find it again and I think it has been shut down, but I became immortal, which is as high as you can go and you can teleport around and you can save people from death and you can go anywhere you want all these secret hangout rooms that only immortals can go to and my my little sister played too so we kind of had to battle it out for for computer time because we only had one computer obviously um but i got very I obsessed with this game <laughs> yeah and there were a lot of muds but this one was out of the university of new mexico i think or no it was well it's called phoenix mud and maybe it was an Maybe it was Phoenix, Arizona, or maybe I'm inventing that. I don't remember. Um, but it was super duper fun, and it taught me to type real fast. Ugh. These things that, you know, they, our parents were all worried, but it did come into use, multitasking or typing fast. I was a transcriptionist. All, that's how I got through college. Yeah. So yeah. it actually did end up making me money. So there you yeah. go, Mom. Hey, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I um mine were definitely just like, you know, I was saying, I, I worry about the kids in like that they are so exposed to things so early. And, um, I am a little bit sad that they don't have, I mean, I can't do anything about it, but their life is, they will always know what the internet is. It's never like, Oh, this discovery, it's just a sort of a part of their lives. But, um, I worry about them being, I don't know, sexualized or exposed to stuff too quickly. But like, I definitely answered like, what size bra do you wear in one of these chats? Like I um, was embarrassed. I remember being like, (laughs) okay, like being 14 and trying to be flirty with probably like 55 year old gross men. Mm And I don't know, whatever, Idaho or something. But, um, (laughs) but I remember being in some chat room. I don't know what it was. I don't know what drew me into it, but like, I started side chatting with this guy who was like, yeah, I'm Ben Affleck. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you were like, oh my God. (laughs) I totally was. (laughs) And like, I had just seen, (laughs) to set the stage, I had just seen Chasing Amy, which I saw very stoned and thought was the best movie I had ever seen in my entire life. It was like stoned. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was like, this is so one it's fucking hilarious and two it is so moving and it's just all these fucking monologues and I really just connected with it I thought it was amazing <laughs> anyway so when he's like yeah I'm Ben Affleck I was like, <laughs> I was like oh my god I loved school ties I mean this is before this is before um, Goodwill Hunting I'm like I loved school ties and I just saw Chasing Amy and you were so amazing in it he was like yeah I really stretched myself in that I really <laughs> And I was like, he's like, well, gotta go. And I'm like, okay, it was great talking to you. He's like, yeah, let's meet back later. And I never, I never saw him again. Bye, Ben but, Affleck. But, but, okay, so I don't actually think it's him, but like a few. Hillary. No, like a year ago, so before he got back with JLo, some girl was like, oh, yeah, Ben Affleck um, sent me a video on Raya. And, it, and she like published it. And it was, and I was like, see, I feel like he does have a creepy online presence. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was that. Is that the like celebrity dating app? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so I kept the hope alive that maybe <laughs> in 1996 or whatever, I was actually talking to I ben love Affleck. it. 
like, I hope oh, you were. So amazing. I know. And I think I maybe told one person and they were like, absolutely not. And so I just <laughs> never really told anybody again, though. I secretly did think that I was talking to Ben Affleck. You uh, wanted to believe. I wanted to Fox believe Mulder. so badly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure that there were so many other embarrassing stories, but those were, those were definitely the ones that came on. But I, I loved it. It was, it was, you know, at that time the internet wasn't so, um, you know, anything you want at all times. So it was like fun to chat with people and then you could kind of like leave it behind. It wasn't so all consuming. Obviously you didn't carry like a tiny pocket. I mean, a tiny, um, a tiny pocket, a tiny computer in your pocket. It was just sort of like you had to go to a place to, and this is when I know that I'm sort of old because I, you know, I do a lot of stuff on my, on my phone, but I really like to type things out I'm not, I can't do it on the phone. I can a little bit, but like to type a long email or to, I don't know. I, fi- I find that younger people can do everything on their phone and I'm like, no, get me to my laptop really quickly and I'll type it out. I have a desktop and I'm kind of starting to wonder like why, I mean, I record the podcast on it and I yes. think that's kind of it. Like everything yeah. else I have, well, my I, I have an iPad and that kind of like takes care do you, of something. Do you of connect it? it to a keyboard or are no, you good at But I can type can on it. it like a normal keyboard. Yeah. So yeah. I do yeah. that. But I also I just I do use my phone for tons of stuff. Yeah. No, I I I've started to transition that way. But if I have to write a long email, I have to type mm-hmm. it out. Anyway, that's fun. Cybering and all that. That's a fun cybering. <laughs> oh my god. I was not planning on going there. I love it. You know, we were all that age where you're like curious about sex or whatever, and you know, it was trust me, I was not like. I'm that still much. that age. <laughs> Someday uh, I'll learn everything. I know what sex uh, is and does. Exactly, <laughs> including cybering. Oh, so embarrassing. All right, any other stories? We got not that now? I want to share. <laughs> I know. Right. I know. Well, I mean. Yeah, I flew halfway across the country to meet a girl I wrote and and messaged with for ten years on and off. I'm pretty sure that's that's the most interesting story I have. Well, I oh, married God. a guy I met on Live Journal. Yeah, so. yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. D- Dave's former email address. I have talked about this before. He, like he <laughs> yes. said, he did not have he did not have AOL, but his former email address was Irish dot rat. And I was like, what is that? God, he's such a cliche. Jesus Christ. I found my own Ben Affleck there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Although he's from Cambridge, so whatever. Um, All right. So the question of the week, it'll be a little bit uh, less wordy than our previous one. What was your first online handle slash persona? AOL, Prodigy, CompuServe, ICQ, what have you. Let us know. Since Anne's not here this week, I think we can cast a wide net, too. If you have a short and charming anecdote or something super cringy. Yeah. Just lay it on us. This is great. You're safe. You're safe. Um, Okay, I'm going to roll right into Tishi Recommends. This is an old movie. It's not that old, but it's... um, So, Rory... I don't know. He was watching some bullshit on YouTube, and he asked me to watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I had just listened to Blank Check, which they did a series on Robert Zemeckis. So I was like, yeah, you know, and I'll I'll, um, I'll watch it. And it is... um, it's so crazy that this movie was so popular and it was so popular when it came out. Like I definitely saw it multiple times in the theater. Um, and, 
I did listen to the blank check about who framed Roger Rabbit right after, and they said something that it was like I forgot that both Mickey and um, uh, Bugs Bunny both appear in it. <laughs> And that just, like, wouldn't happen anymore. That wouldn't happen. Like, Mm -hmm. it was at a time when Disney was sort of, it was before um, The Little Mermaid came out. And uh, it was, you know, they were sort of in the doldrums. So I think everybody, like, just agreed, yeah, that's fine. We'll we'll let you use it. And Bob Hoskins is a, a, you know, it's not somebody you would think of as being, like, the hero of a story. But it's really good. It's Rory was not scared because maybe he's a sociopath, but like I was like, this, I remember being so scared of Christopher Lloyd. Like it was too. frightening. And there's a part where he he melts a shoe, and it's honestly like really upsetting. <laughs> like it was like really upsetting. You know when like a dog dies in a movie, and they kind of like even when it's a mean dog, like they kind of go like, like it makes you sad. This was the same thing. Anyway, it was really good. It was like a film noir about I don't know racism and. And public transportation in Los Angeles. It was like <laughs> way deeper than I remembered it. I mean, I just probably didn't get it at the time, but you know, I thought it was good. Rory liked it as well. And it's only 144 minutes, which I always appreciate. I think it deserves especially. a rewatch. I haven't seen it yeah. in a long, probably since it came out. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus. It's good. I liked it. Nice. I'll give it another go. It's been yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we have any other movies to watch. <laughs> movie show coming up. <laughs> Soon, soon. Someday. Someday. Someday we'll get to that. Um, Okay, let's uh, get involved. Our website is thisshowhaseverything.com. Please join our Facebook group. Um, It's where you can answer our question of the week. And people post cool stuff. Our show Twitter is at Tishy Show, which, again, Bobby updates constantly all the time. Just right now, I, I'm updating it as we speak. Good. See? <laughs> Yay. I yeah, wasn't lying. Almost constantly. Um, email us your uh, – you can just email us an email. Um, I wish we had an AOL, but it's tshishow at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe we should have one. Bobby's going to do it right now. Um, no, I'm not. I've done enough. You can also send us a voice memo that way. Record it on your phone and email it to us. And you can fax Bobby your butt on the kids' uh, line. Um, if they are not on the internet at 617-354-8513 thank you for joining us and that was definitely not everything about our early internet experiences Hillary get off the computer I'm getting it back (laughs) or when you were on and somebody picked up the phone
Goodbye.